Welcome and thank you for visiting us for today's message by Dr. R.L. Davis. For more information regarding our ministry, please stay tuned until after the following message. Many of you have known me for in the church for 20 years, 25 years, some 30 years, and you've known our life, what we believe, you've known our good points and bad points. One thing you're going to have to say about this person right here is, God's first with me. And I had a dream last Monday night, and I'm going to share that with you today. Because I believe it lines up with the principles of God's Word. How many would accept the probability that God can condense time? Condense time. You see, we're living too much of the natural when God is supernatural. I want to go to Revelation chapter 4 and verse 1. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to be ministering this morning on one word. A few years back, I was told I was preaching too long, and so it worked. People. One little bitty word called immediately. You see, God can do whatever He wants. I mean, Joshua commanded the sun to stand still. Amen. Actually, the earth stopped rotating for one man of God. The sun's always been still, but you understand what we're saying, what the Bible's saying. Say immediately. After this, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. There's that stargate. And the first voice which I heard was as it were a trumpet talking with me. Which said, come up here, I'll show you things which must be hereafter. Now we all know that's the rapture of the church right there. Everything after that is future. I'm not on that this morning. I want to go to the second verse now. And immediately. I was in the spirit. And behold, a throne was set in heaven and one set on the throne. Immediately, I was in the Spirit. It wasn't something that took time. That word immediately in the Greek means at once. So, the Scripture is saying, at once, I was in the Spirit. That's what John said, under inspiration. At once, I was in the Spirit. Immediately. No time involved. Not even five seconds. Not even one second. Immediately. No wonder when Paul said, when we're absent from the body, we'll be present with the Lord. Immediately. Won't even have time to get out of the body. Time won't mean anything. Immediately. 
will be changed immediately. Praise God. So I want to stretch our mind this morning beyond time. And understand God can condense time, expand time, whatever He wants to do. But there are those in the church, well, you know, God's ways is not our ways. Well, why don't our ways become God's ways for a change? And then that old song they, they, they sing when I was in Haiti. You ever been to Haiti, anyone? Don't go, it's about 120 degrees with 100% humidity. It's hard on the white boys. But they got those horns and they begin to play this song. When them saints go marching in. When them saints go, wait a minute. When them saints go marching in. I can't even play that fast. Where's Seth? When them saints go marching in. No. Do you know how much time it would take to get in alphabetical order? They got us dragging in, you know. Carrying our sheaves with us. When them saints go marching in, you know, I want to be in the number. You know. Not in the Bible. Well, you just tore up that song. Well, marching denotes time. We'll be in eternity then. There is no time that's relevant to those in eternity. Your spirit really is connected to eternity. That's what it means to have eternal life. Now, well, God's going to put us in alphabetical order then. It's going to take a lot of time to put everybody in alphabetical order that's going to go marching into heaven. Besides that, I have a new name. Don't even know what it is. No, we're not. We're thinking in the natural. We need to think the way God thinks for a change. Amen. So let's go to Acts chapter 9 and verse 15 this morning. So John said immediately he was in the spirit. Immediately. Didn't have to get worked up. Didn't have to do anything. But immediately. In the moment of time. And then there's second. Acts chapter 9 and verse 15. Now we know the story when, when Saul was persecuting the church and he was on the road to Damascus and Jesus appeared to him and said, Saul, why do you persecute me? And Saul was rolled around in the dirt, <clears throat> blinded. Then Saul said, Lord, who is it? He said, I'm Jesus. Why do you persecute me? And so then Saul had a change of heart in a moment of time. Conversion is a moment of time. Now we we section it out, repentance, forgiveness, and conversion, and justification, and all these terms we use in theology. But the truth is, When you were born again, it was in a moment of time. 
Time wasn't involved. Praise God. And then so Saul was laying in the bed and he prayed for three days. And Jesus told him something. He said, Paul, I want you to go your way. No, excuse me. He was talking to an unknown uh, disciple. I'll get it right. Saul was on the bed praying for three days and fasting and blind because of the light. And uh, so Jesus chose an unknown disciple. Now we'll pick it up. The Lord said unto him, go your way. He is a chosen vessel, talking about Saul, or Paul, to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and children of Israel. And I will show him what great things he must suffer for my, for my name's sake. And then verse 17, Ananias, this guy we're talking about, went his way and entered into the house and put his hands upon him. Now, where's the prayer? You see, I'll get this message across to this church. One way or the other. And I was already communing and talking with Jesus, so that, that's the prayer. Yes. See? But now, after that, he, Ananias went his way and entered into the house where Saul was laying on the bed. And he put his hands on him and he said, Brother Saul. That denotes that the disciple knew that Saul had been converted in a moment of time. He said, the Lord, even Jesus, has appeared, that appeared unto you in the way that thou camest, has sent me. Thou hast, that thou mightest receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, Jesus didn't say anything about the Holy Ghost in filling. The disciple added that word, that phrase, and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, that was a norm in that day. The will of God. And so that's acceptable. And verse 18, and in the process of time, there fell from his eyes, no wait. And immediately. Right. Say immediately. immediately. We need to grow to a place that we can anticipate the immediate results of faith. Time means nothing. Now, the, don't understand. The, 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 don't misunderstand. There's seed time and harvest. I'm not talking about that. That's the law. But I'm talking about something beyond that now. Amen. That we need to get a hold of. If we're going to receive what we are expecting and anticipating. Amen. So I want to challenge us to step it up, anticipate and expect something to happen for you in a moment of time. Amen. There fell from his eyes had been scales. He received the sight. How long did it take for him to receive his sight? Immediately. At once. And he rose and he was baptized. Now we also know that Paul was filled with the Holy Ghost right there because he said in 1 Corinthians, he said, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. So he got the package deal. In a moment of time. Well, now you got to tarry for the Holy Ghost. That's time. 
If the Holy Ghost has already been given what you has, come on, believers, then you don't have to tarry anymore. They tarried in the upper room for 10 days because the Holy Ghost was not yet given. But then he came on the day of Pentecost, and now believers do not have to tarry for the Holy Ghost filling anymore. Get that religious thinking out of your mind. God's called us to believe. Amen. So the disciple, Ananias, he knew what the Lord said. He knew what was going to happen. And when he laid hands, immediately it occurred. And Saul became the greatest apostle ever. God used an unknown soldier to bring him into his apostolic ministry. Praise God. God is not limited. Turn to somebody and say that this morning, please. God is not limited. He's unlimited. So our problem is we think too much. And I, we're supposed to think. Especially when we come to church. Don't take your brain out and leave it in the car. Come to church. Don't accept everything I say is absolute, 100% accurate. Go home and do your own studying. Amen. But I can assure you I'm 99 and 9 tenths accurate. Well, I don't believe that. Well, I need some believers in here. We think too much and we analyze too much. We try to figure out how God's going to do this stuff. I don't know. When I worked in the woodworking for 14 years, and Barry remember this, I was always working on machines because I'm the type of person, I want to know how this thing works. So you get a brand new machine, then you tear it up, now you figure out what makes it work. I've learned, if it's working, don't fix it. You know, we limit God's manifestations by thinking too much and trying to figure out how God's going to do it. We do not need to know how God's going to do it. <clears throat> Except the Lord gave me a hint in the dream. <clears throat> you know, the Bible does say old men shall dream dreams. Right. Young men shall see visions. Mm, I have both. The way I know that a dream is from God is that, first off, it'll be in color. Now, I'm telling you some trade secrets here. A dream from God will be in color. And you'll be in the Spirit immediately. That's how you know. All of the dreams are from eating too much popcorn. Okay. I used to have nightmares. I asked the Lord to uh, keep me in my dreams. Never had a nightmare since. Praise God. A snake was chasing me one time in a dream about a year ago. Um, and it was a big copperhead chasing me. That's a bad feeling. And I said, Lord, what am I going to do? He said, look to your right. Looked over there. There was a shovel over there. And guess what I did? I took that shovel and I cut his head off. What's that mean? Well, God speaks to us 
in parables and in, in uh, sort of riddles sometimes. But I know what it meant. Take authority over the devil. That's what it meant. Amen. So now I want to go to Romans chapter 4 and verse 3 today. Praise the Lord. And I know there's going to be a few here this morning. Listen now. That's going to step into what we're talking about. Most will not. Well, that's between you and God. I'm looking for those few that will step into what we're talking about. Now, in Romans 4.3, praise God. For what saith the scripture, Abraham believed God. It was counted unto him for righteousness. Now, I begin to think about that a little bit. That wasn't a one-time deal. That's right. Amen. Oh, I got saved. Well, you know, we were saved, we are saved, and we're continually being saved. It seems to me the Bible is tell, telling us this morning, if we will continue to believe, we will continually have righteousness accounted to us. Not a one-time deal. So then believers, to be eternally secure, must continue to believe. It was on that last Sunday, believing. We must continue to believe. If we stop believing, we stop having faith, and then I wonder how much righteousness is laid to our account. I'm saying that it's, it's, it's endless that the righteousness of Christ is laid to our account eternally as long as we believe. Praise God. If we continue to believe God, the right standing before the Father God never stops. It must be so. Now, how many have a computer? Anybody? We'll pray for you. A computer. You know, a computer is designed like our brain. That's where they got the insight to build the thing to start with. The way the human brain and mind thinks. But, you know, the Internet is really limited to the confines of the Internet. But I have a word that I use, and I don't know if it's even a word. I call it the outer net. Oh, you're getting to that outer limit stuff now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I call it the outer net where there, there are no limitations, where all knowledge is there. Some of us, we need to nuke our computer and reinstall some things. Now, you know, we can step into what I'm talking about this morning. But if you don't renew your mind, you're going to go right back to where you were. You and I have to renew our mind. Trust God with my mind.
So we come by the word of God. We come to the place where that I trust God with my mind. I trust God with my thought process. I don't trust that computer so much. Because it only tells me what it's been programmed to tell me. But when we are connected to the infinite God, He can tell us things we don't even know. Well, we know them in the mind of Christ, but it didn't reveal until we step into what's in us. You're talking double talk here. Well, let's put it this way. Let's go to Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8 and verse 38 today. Now, I had to change my thinking along these lines because I believe that it's more correct than it was. I used to think that Philip flew 33 miles to the city of Azotus. Let's look at this now. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. This is when Philip went out and baptized the eunuch. All right. And they both went down into the water, and Philip and the eunuch, and he was baptized. So Philip baptized the eunuch because the eunuch said, I believe Jesus is Christ, the Son of the living God. And on that foundation, it was permissible for the uh, evangelist to baptize him. All right. And when they were come up out of the water, in verse 39, the Spirit of the Lord... Caught away Philip. Oh. And the eunuch saw him no more, and he went his way rejoicing. And Philip was found at Azotus, and passing through, he preached into all the cities till he came to Caesarea. And like I've said, I used to think that Philip just flew away, but now it's apparent that he appeared in a moment of time, at another location. Is it possible to be here one minute and over there the next second? Well, I don't know if I can believe that. Then we don't believe the Word of God. Because the rapture is coming. Folks, we need to be reprogrammed here. All things are possible with God. So, Philip was transported in a moment of time at once. And he was found over there. We want to analyze. Well, if Philip flew, how long did it take him to fly? Time's not involved in what God does when he wants to do it. For example, one minute you're sick, the next moment you're well. That is, if you step into what I'm talking about. One moment we can be unsaved, the next moment saved. One moment we can be empty, but the next moment fall. One moment we can be sad, but the next moment happy. One moment, oh, we can be poor 
And the next moment, rich. <laughs> well, I just, well, okay, stay that way then. You know? But I'm telling you, the Bible says all things are possible to those that believe. Amen. Believe, say believe. believe. Can God do it? Oh, yeah. Is there anything too hard to the Lord? No. Praise God. Days ago, years ago, I used to, well, not too long ago, months ago, maybe weeks ago. Days ago, I used to let problems pile up on me. I mean, you know how that feels? Just overwhelmed with issues of life. And it's almost like, where's God? But then, when the Holy Ghost shows up, it's like, I don't have any problems. Everything's fine. It's always fine, everybody. We're the ones messed up. Because we're in time trying to struggle and figure this thing out. And I'm saying God can move us beyond where we are in a moment of time. Praise God. One moment we're here, and next moment we're there. Hey, Lord, next time I go back to Africa, can I travel that way? I won't have time to pack. I know it. That's okay. If God wants to put me over there in a nanosecond, He'll provide the clothes when I get there. Amen. Well, now I don't know if God will do that. Well, that's her problem. Doubting. And then some of you, well, God might do it for them, but not me. Is God a respecter of persons, everybody? No. Who's that talking to you? Devil. God cares about you as much as he does me. He'll honor your prayers as fast as he'll honor mine. He'll transport you like he's going to transport me when the trumpet sounds. In a moment of time. Well, we probably should look at another scripture here. In John chapter 6 today. All right. So what you're saying is that even when we have problems, we don't have them. What's the Bible say to do? Cast all your cares over on him. He cares for you. We are not designed to carry a big burden. If we're under a heavy yoke, it isn't from God. Jesus said himself, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Praise God. Well, how do we get to this place that we're that... We really are walking with God. You have to step into what I'm talking about. First realize what I'm talking about has already stepped inside you. In John 6 and verse 16, praise the name of the Lord, everybody. What about the dream? We'll get to it in just a minute. John 6 and verse 16. 
Love this account. And when even was now come, his disciples went down into the sea, entered into his ship, and went over to the, the sea to, toward Capernaum. And it was now dark, and Jesus was not come to them. And the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. So when they had rowed about five and twenty furlongs, that's several miles, they see Jesus walking on the sea and drawing nigh to the ship. And they were afraid. He said to them, It's I, be not afraid. I love that because he says that to everybody. Same thing. Then, look at this 21 now, and then... They willingly received him to the ship, and immediately the ship was at the land where it went. Now I gotta get a hold of this in my at one. Immediately it means at once. Several miles across to the shore, and immediately it was there. One minute they were in the storm, the next minute they were over on the shore. In a new second of time. <clears throat> Praise God. All through the Bible we see these happenings. And it's time for us to receive some of it. Amen, everybody. It's time for us to experience some things. It's time for us to live in a gospel that works. It works if we'll work it. I hear that. It works if we'll work it. It works if you'll work it. Now, I would love to have been on that boat. Oh, my. And I think it was so supernatural they didn't really grasp what in the world happened. So the last scripture this morning is going to be 1 Corinthians 15. And you know where I'm going because there's another happening. Now here's what religion does to our mind, which is wrong. Well, it happened back there, you know, in the Bible days. Hey, we're still in the Bible days. The book of Acts is not a history book. It's right up to date. But religion says, well, you know, it worked back there in the prophets and Elijah and Moses and all those guys. It worked for the disciples, you know, in the Gospels. And it's going to work in the future, but not now. That's from the devil. You hear me? That's from the devil. So in 1 Corinthians 15, 51 then, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not sleep, all sleep, but we shall be changed. Now that means we shall not all physically die. We are living in this time that soon this is going to take place. I mean, any time the American embassy moves to Jerusalem, which is a historic event, 
and things are coming together prophetically. Folks, we're in the last of the Mohegans here. The greatest event church needs to get ready. We need to anticipate and expect the greatest event ever since the coming of Christ 2,000 years ago. But until that time, there's something we need to do. So the next verse says, we'll be changed in how long? A moment. Which means immediately. So not to get bogged down here, but actually we'll not leave in a moment. We'll be changed in a moment. I mean, it might be, this is, this is hypothetical, but it could be that believers that are in the will of God will be changed in a moment of time, instantly. That's true. But then, we may have a little bit of time to go to somebody and say, see, I told you so. There may be a little bit of time between being uh, the, the, the dead in Christ coming out of the graves and we which are alive and remain being changed secondly. But actually, the graves are not open. That's religion again. Jesus didn't have to have the stone rolled away to come out of the grave. The angel rolled the stone away so the disciples could come in and see. Oh, we just... Anyway, in a moment of time, the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. So there's at least two trumps, so there's a little bit of time there. But as far as being changed, time is condensed to nothingness. So God overrode time and distance. He'll do the same at the rapture. But what about now? Well... The dream. That's all the scripture this morning. The dream. Do not look for feelings. So much as expecting the things of God to become a reality in your life. See, that's what it's all about. So many say, well, I want revival. Well, when Jesus gets real, you're in revival. For me to negatively confess I need revival, I must admit I'm dead. That's religion again. Revive us, Lord. It's awful down here. Help. Are you in covenant? Man. Well, so Monday night, I was standing and there was a pool of water, which I thought about the pool of Siloam, but then this, was, this pool of water was probably four, four foot in diameter, round, and the Lord says, step in it. So, what I do? Stepped in it. <laughs> That's difficult to do, you know. Not really. He said, step in into the water. So I stepped in. Uh, up to the knees, and I, I could feel. See, feel. Well, I could feel. Uh, 
the results and the effects of what I stepped into. And it felt good. Then the Lord said, now step out of the water. So what did I do? I stepped out of the water. Turned around and stepped out of the water. But the results and the effects remained. Then the Lord said to me, now you have it. And then I begin to walk a little bit. And then he says to me, it is just that simple. And that was it. Simple little dream with a very complex meaning. You know, (laughs) the pool's here today. One minute we're sick. Step in, step out, well. One minute confused, step in, next minute not confused. One minute weak, step in, next minute strong. One time, one moment, the devil's beating up on us, next moment we're beating up on him. One moment, we're all burdened down with cares and troubles of life. Next minute, after stepping in and stepping out and receiving, it's just that simple. Everything's taken care of. Not a gimmick or a formula. But that's what the dream meant to me. If it meant that to me, it means that to you. Old men shall have seen dreams. Dreams from God. The question is, who has faith to step in? Enjoy today's message by Dr. R.L. Davis, pastor and overseer of Zionward Ministries International. For more information regarding our ministry and mission, please visit us online at zwmi.com. Once again, that's zwmi.com. Or visit us on Facebook at Zionward Ministries International.